Unthinkable is an independent podcast supported by listeners like you and our sponsor, Riverside, the easiest way to record audio and video right from your browser in studio-grade quality. I make shows for a living. I make this show. I've made shows in-house when I was an employee for different brands, and now I consult brands to make their shows, and often I'm installed as the host. It's a lot of fun. It's a weird, wonderful niche, but the thing that's not wonderful and always was kind of weird was how lo-fi most technologies used to make shows are today. Either you spend a ton of money and you have to like build an actual studio or use some kind of crazy software that is just a little beyond my time commitment, or you have these lo-fi tools or, or shoehorn in a conference call app like Zoom or, or Skype and try to record good quality audio that way. It just doesn't work. But Riverside has solved all those problems, and it's why I use their platform for all my shows. So you can check out their tools and start recording for free at Riverside.fm. Hey, it's Jay, and it's time for another One Shot. These are the short-form monologue episodes that we run as a complement to the heavier lift, larger production stories, all of which is marching towards the same aim, understanding why work resonates and how ours can too. How can we connect deeper, create more passionate fans, and spark action with our audience so that we can build our businesses, leave our legacies, and serve the audience better? It's all about resonance here on the show, and in the monologues, we try to do something from my perspective to complement the ideas from others in the longer-form episodes. Okay, with the context out of the way, maybe for some new listeners if you are new, let's get to today's one-shot, which is called In the Margins. In late 2021, I got an email from a longtime reader of my newsletter, Courtney Daniels. Here's what Courtney said. Has the pandemic really affected writers and other creatives' ability to imagine or dream? Anecdotal evidence says that it has. I've heard about other writers having trouble writing, she says. I've heard many have turned to other outlets or activities. She goes on to say, or do you think this is an excuse, just a form of procrastination that has hardened into a habit of not creating. Courtney, thank you so much for that question. And it made me wish that Mr. Shred could be here now. My high school English teacher, Mr. John Jack Shred, was thoughtful and methodical and painstakingly consistent. He never did something without a deeper purpose in mind, which often meant a deeper lesson for us, his students. Troublesome students would claim that he was just being cruel, but I always suspected he had a reason for every little rule, including why he would measure the margins of our papers. Damn, why does that kind of thing even matter? In his quieter moments around the school, Mr. Tread could be found with a ruler in hand, ensuring that the margins of a given student's paper between the printer ink and the edge of that paper matched his exact instructions. He'd remind us once, before every assignment, what those instructions were, and then a few forgetful or maybe purposefully rebellious students would get an additional reminder later in bright red ink. For the life of me, I can't remember the actual length. Two inches of margin? One and a half? 1.675? Honestly, three decimal points would not have surprised me coming from the shredder. And yet, for the life of me, I can't think of a more inspiring teacher than Mr. Shred. The man just understood writing and creativity and the ideas we need right now to answer Courtney's question. 
I just wish I'd realized that part sooner in my own career. I loved Shred for many reasons, but the margins thing, I never really understood that until very recently. The things I loved about him were much more obviously lovable. For example, when he read a work of literature to us, he would stand on his toes, stretching one arm out in front of him to balance a tattered copy of Huck Finn or Gatsby in one hand, and then with the other hand, he'd periodically push up his glasses from the tip of his nose back to his forehead. He'd bring characters and moments and stories to life. He'd bring words to life. Words. What I'd previously seen as a student as just kind of a utilitarian thing, Shred made transformative. Damn, I want to write like that. Of course, then reality hits, especially as professionals. Our to-do lists never seem to end. The gears of modern work grind away at all that Shred-like emotion and inspiration. And then you add in a pandemic? A pandemic? Even more pandemic? As I've been known to say a time or two, damn. Among many other words, my friend, oh so many other words to describe this situation. So, pandemic aside, why did Shred measure the margins of our papers? Why did we have such strict guidelines around seemingly superfluous things? Because clearly, they weren't. They aren't. They're the little things we can control. We can't always arrive feeling inspired, but we can work towards it. Or, shifting my emphasis, we can work towards it. We won't always have the energy to muster those sweeping, shreddy-in emotions. And I don't know about you, but showing up at all right now is a win for me lately. Showing up and summoning the height of our powers? Good luck. But we're professionals. We simply can't rely on luck. But we can rely on the simple, tiny things within our practice that help us assume the posture. I think the things around our work often hurt our ability to do the work because we tend to rely on those things around the work to get us into flow. What we should do, I'm guessing, is rely on the work itself because we don't control most of the things around the work, around our practice. What we can control happens inside the work. And so often those are the tiny little seemingly superfluous things. We don't control those things that surround the work, the news, the weather, the general vibe we have in a room or that specific morning. What we control are the minutiae the tiny, seemingly superfluous things that really, truly aren't. As creators, we have a tendency to want to feel inspired or feel flow first, then start the work. But in reality, inspiration and flow are found by doing the work. We want to create an environment conducive to doing great work instead of any work, when really doing any work might just solve our problems. After all, when momentum is the issue, not brilliance, solve the actual problem. Momentum. Any work at all can get you on the path towards the brilliance. But right now, you might have a momentum problem. So solve that actual problem. Look, this is hard. It's also dangerous to discount the very real mental health crisis that underpins our two-plus-year pandemic plus the news cycle, social media feeding frenzy, all of it. I'm no scientist, that's my wife. I'm no doctor, also my wife. I'm no psychologist. Yep, you guessed it, you are listening to the less impressive half of this couple. So anyways, I'm none of those things. 
I want you to take care of yourself, take a break, take it one day at a time, and if you need help, get the help you need. I'm not any of the long, impressive credentials I can cite about my wife. But in matters of creative work, maybe I've earned my lab coat, although I'm going to trade it for a hard hat. The best way to find a groove is to start grooving. The stuff around the work is out of our control. So what can we control? Whether or not we roll up our sleeves, cram on that hard hat, and slap down a bad draft. That's it. That's the entire job. Nothing beyond that exists until we do that. Being great, feeling inspired, feeling flow, seeing results. Those aren't even real things until we start. The issue at first is always momentum. So solve the real issue. Get to work. Once we do that, the rest comes into focus a lot more easily. As it turns out, and as I'm realizing all these years later after school, Mr. Shred didn't just teach me how to feel inspired or to write something great every once in a while, every so often, every once things are ideal and go back to normal, even though they never are. No, Mr. Shred taught me something much more useful and much more transformative, how to be professional. He taught me how to respect the craft and respect yourself, to control what you can control. I can't control how I feel on a given day when I wake up or whether my imagination feels tapped when I go to work. I can, however, create a practice. And inside that practice, I can bring a sense of pride and repetition to the little things, the things that others may see as superfluous, but they really, truly aren't. Those are the things that add up. Those are the things that give us our momentum again. The rest of the world will always try to throw everything it can at people like you and me to prevent us from showing up and doing the very thing we claim to do. To that I say, oh, nay, 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 world, I shall not. Sh shalt? Can we, shall not? Shalt? Can we start using shalt? Where was I? Uh, I shalt succumb to the pressures of the people and the events and the madly spinning world which I don't control. Instead, I'll assume the posture of the professional. I'll show up tomorrow, not because it's an ideal day, but because it's tomorrow. I'll show up with respect for what I do and respect for how I do it. I'll show up consistently because consistency leads to ingenuity. In our line of work, the good stuff doesn't happen in the periodic perfect moments, the ideal instances of inspiration. It doesn't happen in the big dramatic readings stretching from your tiptoes. It happens in the minutia, in the tiny little pockets of time and forward progress and hidden habits that we can use to build towards something greater. It's right there where the good stuff happens. In the margins. Thanks so much for listening. This episode was written and edited by me, Jay Akunzo, with production support from Ilana Nevins. If you had any thoughts or questions on the episode, this show, or my work overall, email me. I'm jay at unthinkablemedia.com. I'm also at Jay Akunzo on Twitter. I write, speak, give workshops, and create shows that help brands elevate their creativity, do better work, and resonate deeper with their audience. As an independent creator, I rely on the support of listeners like you to keep this show going. 
every time you share the show, leave a review, or purchase a book or my podcasting course from my website, I'm able to keep going. So thank you for your listenership, and I literally couldn't do this without you taking a very active role in supporting. Thank you once again. If you're looking for an easy first step to extend your support, consider joining my free newsletter. It's called Playing Favorites, and every Friday I send something very similar to the one-shots where we describe a scenario or anecdote or I recount an observation from my perspective about creating resonant work. And that complements the stories from others' perspectives here on this show. You can join thousands of subscribers from brands like the New York Times, the BBC, Adobe, Salesforce, and Red Bull, and more, plus plenty of entrepreneurs, marketers, freelancers, and independent creators, all of whom get these emails. Visit jayaconzo.com to subscribe or buy a book or a course, or check your show notes to learn more about my projects. I'm back next week with a new episode of the show. Until then, keep making what matters. See ya. Thank you once again to our sponsor today, Riverside. I use Riverside for all of my projects involving audio and video. I even use it to shoot single standalone monologue videos, even when I don't have a guest. So all my audio and video content comes through the Riverside platform. It's a gorgeously designed, very simple and intuitive platform to help you create high quality multimedia content. It's like you have your own personal studio right in your browser. Best of all, if you do have guests and you invite them into Riverside, it's a really beautiful experience. So you come off as incredibly professional as opposed to, you know, the grainy footage on Zoom or all the wonky robo voices you end up with using Skype. Use a tool actually built for recording high quality audio and video. Use Riverside. Check them out at Riverside.fm.